I want to invite people who are listening to this, contact us, and we would love to figure out a way that we can get involved with your organization so that we can advance a representation of people of color in the medical device industry. everyone, and welcome to Talking the Cure, Hogan Lovell's Life Sciences and Healthcare Podcast. My name is Beth Roberts, and I'm a partner in the health group based in our Washington, D.C. office. Um, Julia stepped aside for a minute and gave me the reins to host today's episode. So today we have a really interesting topic. And of course, Julia says this all the time, but this time it's actually true. We're going to talk to Kwame Ulmer, the executive director of MedTech Color. Kwame, could you introduce yourself to our listeners? Certainly, Beth, and it's a pleasure to be with you. Uh, I'm the executive director of MedTech Color, a nonprofit with a mission to advance the representation of people of color here in the United States in the MedTech industry. So how did you get involved in founding MedTech Color? I would go to and attend the world's largest uh, medical device industry conference year after year and uh, transitioned from many years working at the FDA to the private sector. And in both cases, I saw a drop off in the number of leaders of color at the conferences and quite candidly in the private sector. And my sense was there was untapped potential. Uh, There was overlooked potential and the opportunity to reach more patients. So every year, for many years, I would have a mentoring session with Michelle McMurray. And back in 2016, actually, I just lamented at how lonely it seemed to be for a person of color in the industry. And I asked, was there any organization that brought people of color together specifically in MedTech? The answer was no. And I asked her, did she think there was some merit in trying to build community? And she said, yes. And from there, um, quite candidly, the idea for MedTech Color was born. And so how did you move it then from an idea to what it is today? And I have to say, you know, Hogan Lovells was a sponsor of the MedTech Color Breakfast a couple weeks ago. And I was just amazed by the buzz in the room and all of the different people that I met there. Um, and there, I can't imagine going from an idea, right, and a discussion with Dr. Michelle to suddenly, you know, filling the room like you did at the conference a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, it wasn't easy. And for many years, we were all volunteer organization. But how exactly did it happen? It went from that conversation to... Um, a talk with my my colleagues at Danaher, where I was employed at the time, to see if they saw the opportunity and would be willing to sponsor a dinner, a dinner of some of the leaders in the ecosystem who are leaders of color, so that we could have a uh, frank conversation about the state of the industry in this particular topic. They actually funded it, and along with a major search firm, a dinner of 15 leaders uh, took place. And again, that theme of loneliness came up and we learned how people navigated their careers. From there, we had focus group sessions. And finally, at J-Labs in South San Francisco, seven people came together to formally commit to starting this organization. 
And that was way back in 2017. We started with a networking breakfast and grew some other programs over the years. And that breakfast really began as a 15-person dinner. And at Avamed a couple of weeks ago, we had nearly 400 people in attendance. So it's been wonderful to see. That's just amazing. So can you talk a little bit more about the programs that you run at MedTechColor and the types of resources that you have? We're excited to have three main programs that uh, speak to different needs for members of the ecosystem. One is a program called Collaborative Community that is a FDA-sponsored consortium of stakeholders that include the American Medical Association, large medical device manufacturers like Edwards Life Sciences, community act, um, patient advocacy groups, and they all are focused on providing content to improve uh, diversity in clinical trials and get more diverse viewpoints in product development. And we put out over five webinars to date, and we'll continue to put out webinars, point papers that align with the FDA, et cetera. Second program is a networking breakfast, and Beth brought many, many years of color to that event. And that's that's a symbol of the overall network that we have of nearly 4,000 participants via LinkedIn, email, Instagram, et cetera, all focused on nurturing professional um, development. The last program that I'll talk about in our last major program is our pitch competition accelerator. Over the last two years, we've invested over $350,000 in companies, med tech companies at an early stage and managed and controlled by people of color. Uh, this year in 2023, we think that total number will grow to over $500,000 of cash and in-kind services. And we think one of those 30 companies will go on to be a unicorn. And that's an exciting, that, that holds exciting promise for our big, hairy, audacious goal, which is to invest in 100 leaders of color. So can you explain to our listeners um, who may not know what a unicorn is or the type of unicorn that you and I are talking about, <laughs> what that is? Right. Well, many of your clients way back when were probably unicorns. Now they're mature, stable, you know, pillars of the ecosystem. A unicorn in the venture capital world simply means a company that is valued at over a billion dollars. Uh, that is the classic uh, definition of a unicorn. But they all start modestly with a C capital raise of one to five million dollars. And then in three to seven years, they get that valuation of a billion dollars. And I know, Kwame, you also are an investor. So can you talk a little bit about that and kind of your unique perspective in that area? So as an investor, I see entrepreneurs of color take a longer time to raise a pre-seed and seed round. And one of the reasons why is they don't have access to great accelerators, uh, friends and family that are high net worth or ultra high net worth to kickstart their idea or are discouraged about applying for NSF and NIH grants because they didn't know about them or they didn't get it on the first go round. Metacolor is a pitch competition that brings together all those entities from tier one accelerators to educational modules uh, from the NSF and NIH 
to access to corporate accelerators that will double down and invest in these companies and larger check writers. And that's the magic of the pitch competition. And that's uh, one way we look to help early stage entrepreneurs of color. That's great. So I know you have accomplished many, many things, um, including going from a mere conversation to um, getting MedTech Color off the ground and flourishing like it is today. Um, But what would you say your proudest accomplishment is? Beth, the magic in that room a couple weeks ago was electric. That's because we built a community. By far, my greatest accomplishment is being a small part of a community of nearly 4,000 leaders of color and allies that are helping build a better med tech ecosystem. And I certainly felt that in the room. Um, I also learned how to use my LinkedIn scan button. So I, I got a little technology <laughs> lesson. <laughs> but yeah. I think um, it's important that you also have allies, right? And it was interesting. I am not a, a woman of color. And yet to be in that room, I really did feel like I could help and I could link people up and make those connections too. One of the things that I was delighted um, to be a part of is Hogan and Lovells providing their tier one legal expertise potentially to this crop of entrepreneurs that absolutely will find value. So I agree you know, to get such great attorneys in the room with these startups who may need help with IP, capital formation, um, uh, corporate structure, all those things that early stage companies and medtech need to be facile in, um, to have Hogan Levels as a partner has just been a game changer for us. And, and I agree, you need allies in this journey. And look, I love this industry. I know you and I both serve on the California Life Science Board together. Um, But that is part of the excitement. I think bringing in a law firm with as broad a life science expertise as we have, um, we love working with emerging companies and have a lot of flexibility to be able to do that. And it's also just really great to bring a team together that understands IP, they understand FDA regulatory issues, they understand, you know, coverage and reimbursement and help you form the company and get that funding. And not only can do that in the US, but we're also doing that around the globe. And, you know, certain types of medical devices do better in certain healthcare systems and certain environments. And it's just wonderful to be able to lend that expertise to startups and emerging companies. You remind me of two early stage companies that I've come to know really well. Both of them are managed by a team of African-Americans and allies. And both of them are looking to enter into Nigeria and Ghana and Kenya. And I say all that to say, if they had a partner like Hogan Lovells, they could help them navigate all aspects of entering in these global markets. And that's the value of a partnership with a firm like Hogan Lovells, just like you said, with a global footprint. 
we better watch or I'm going to hit you up after here. (laughs) 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 So hot topics right now are there in diversity and inclusion that medical device and pharma and other healthcare companies should be focused on from your perspective? I'll give you some that are obvious and then one or two that for me are not so obvious. One is health equity and a tangent or kissing cousin is diversity in clinical trials. And I don't say that selfishly because that's what we're focused on, diversity in clinical trials. If you were to Google health equity, you probably would get 25 hits at least of really significant efforts in the for-profit, nonprofit, and NGO sector. The other one is I think medical device companies are well-positioned if they have the proper staffing and vision and nuanced view of where they can find talent to go not just to the well-known HBCUs like Howard and Morehouse, but really recruit from more of the nearly 100 HBCUs and minority-serving institutions to grow their pipeline with long-standing multi-year partnerships. So that's a hidden gem, an opportunity for large medical device companies. I know BD just inked a partnership with an HBCU in an innovation space. There is actually a med tech incubator at Howard University. I just learned that recently. So there are all these interesting opportunities for med tech and HBCUs and minority serving institutions. But as a law firm, we too have really been recruiting from HBCUs. And I've had two incredible mentees the last couple of years from Howard Law School. And, you know, they just have been remarkable and extremely interested in healthcare and health equity. And I've just been so impressed with them. Yeah, Howard is, is absolutely a gem. And I think there's so much possibility in those relationships being formalized in multi-year with potentially the benefit of a longstanding relationship because of this formal partnership. The other one that I'll talk about is sustainability. You know, at Avamed, I was just riveted by this panel on MedTech's position in sustainability. And I bring it up because a younger generation of people of color are interested in the environment and it may be an attractive recruiting tool if a medtech company can say, we have a solid position, view, and stance on sustainability, and this is what we're doing about. So it can be a stealth uh, recruitment tool for uh, diverse talent. So beyond recruiting, what can we all do to retain talent and diverse talent? Yeah, I've, I've thought about that a lot. And our best partnerships are with medical device companies that have staff dedicated to DE&I and retention. And they call on us for speakers on panels that they're hosting, speakers for Hispanic Heritage Month or Black History Month, and discounts for events where we have, um, that we have access to. But the main point and what I think people can do is the organization can increase the budgets where DEIB live and then partner with organizations that day in and day out work on these issues like MedTech Women, MedTech Color, Women in Bio. Uh, there are some 
pitch competitions focused on diversity from the lens of gender, like Ignite. All these are amazing partnerships that corporate innovation centers could also afford themselves to uh, to expand their reach into diverse populations. So what advice do you have for our clients who want to get involved in MedTech Color? I think the easiest uh, way to get involved is to contact us and we can actually work out a partnership that you think is most meaningful. For some corporate partners, they want to get their associates involved in their committees. For others, they want to diversify candidate pools. So they reach out to us to provide um, access to post jobs. For others, they want to invest in early stage companies uh, and identify companies that they can enter into their own corporate accelerators. The list goes on and on. But I would say, send us an email. We can work out a partnership that is meaningful and provides value for your organization. That's great. And do you have any examples you can give of, you know, companies that really have partnered with you well and, you know, what it was that made those partnerships so successful? A great example is our partnership with ResMed, where for two years now they have identified companies in our top 10 cohort to enter into their corporate accelerator. They've also been a company that's tapped into and posted jobs for our job board. And they've also sought us out for speakers for internal ERG events that they've had uh, in their company. So they've, they've tapped into and accessed a lot of the benefits and ways that they can extend their reach in in the broader ecosystem. The other great example is Johnson & Johnson, who is active in all three of our programs, from identifying a top 10 winner to go into J-Labs for our pitch competition, to having active members on our committees for collaborative community, to being a diamond sponsor, which is our highest level of sponsorship, and providing our keynote speaker for our networking breakfast. So those are some great examples of corporate partners uh, really taking advantage of a, a relationship. Those are wonderful examples. And, I, you know, I just continue to imagine the list of companies is going to grow and grow, you know, again, seeing that energy in the room with your breakfast. Yeah. So yeah. May, looking back at your younger self and looking at all of the complexities of the healthcare industry as a person of color, what advice would you give yourself? I would say to the best of my ability, I would have told the younger Kwame to find a tribe, a med tech ecosystem where I could be not just tolerated, but celebrated as a cliche goes. That's one. And some of the best advice that Michelle McMurray Heath gave me, but never really explicitly saying it, but I just watched her is to punch up. And that is to be bold and go after the stretch assignments, the opportunities early so that you can grow as a professional and an accelerated clip. Because for most people, and I put myself in, in this camp, you're probably ready for that next big thing a year or two before 
you, you verbalized it. <laughs> you probably have that inclination at least a year or a year or two before uh, you verbalize it. And you were probably right a year ago. So find a tribe, be bold and punch up. I love it. So what else do you want to tell our listeners before we wrap up? Well, I want to first, second and third. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Beth, for this opportunity. This has been great. And then I want to invite people who are listening to this to contact us. And we would love to figure out a way that we can get involved with your organization so that we can advance a representation of people of color in the medical device industry. Well, Kwame, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's been extraordinary to talk with you today and get to know you in MedTech Color. If any of you have more questions for Kwame or me, you can find links to our CVs and the show notes, as well as other interesting information. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please do so you don't miss out on any of our future episodes. Also, please follow our LinkedIn page because we're sharing a lot of interesting content every day. So thank you all for taking the time to be with us today. We're looking forward to have you back when we're talking the cure.